Good morning, lovely faces out there in the audience and the lovely faces on YouTube and the internet that I can't see, but I know you have a lovely face. Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Ghost came down. That's not what I'm talking about, but let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for this time that we can break your word and cast your bread upon the waters. And Lord, help me to break it down so that the people can receive it and swallow it and assimilate it and process it and begin to walk in might and power, building your kingdom for the glory of the Father in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, I like this. I just ran across it on the internet the other day. The devil is a liar. I hear that a lot. That's a statement, but what we really need to say is we talk to Satan, and we don't talk to him nice, and we say, I rebuke you, get behind me, Satan. That he has to obey because we have authority over him. Amen? That's not what I'm talking about today. We're talking about soul ties. Soul ties. Now, the word soul ties, you don't find that in the Bible, but I'll show you some scriptures that um, have to do with soul ties. And what is a soul tie? Thank you for asking. A soul tie is the knitting together of two souls. And so you may be saying, what is our soul? Well, our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. It's who we are. So when we die and fly away to the, you know, eternity, the mansion in the sky, uh, we'll still be, I'll still be Lou. Uh, I'll still have my mind, my will, and my emotions. So you'll still be Stan, and you'll still be Sunni. We'll still be the same people. We'll just have... Uh, a new house, not the old barn. We'll have the new barn. Amen? A new shiny barn that doesn't stink, Sunni. You'll be so happy. <laughs> Here's a picture that I like that uh, describes a soul tie. And I have a little prop here. We're going to demonstrate the soul tie. So... Here's my Rembrandt. This is Rudy. And this is Betty. And they're in love. And this is Elmer's glue, but we're going to call this spiritual super glue. And this is how a soul tie will work. I'm just going to put a little glue on Rudy. And Betty, and they're going to kiss and hold hands. So in about 10 minutes, somebody remind me, and we'll show you what happens when you develop a soul tie. Uh, this is kind of how it works, if you can see it in the picture. Amen? A soul tie is like spiritual super glue in the soul realm between two people it binds their souls together which can bring forth both beneficial results or negative results so you can have a good soul tie or a bad soul tie oh i like these pictures now the invisible the the spiritual realm is invisible until the lord opens your eyes with discernment, which the Holy Ghost gets to do that as he wills, not as we will. Uh, 
But if you can see here, you got the shadow on the wall, and that's really what's going on in the spiritual realm. We got connections to things. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. We just don't actually see it like that. Okay, who are we? Well, let's break this down. Uh, we are a spirit, soul, and body. And we're a human spirit. This is our human spirit right here. This is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is not the same as our human spirit. They're two different things. And you can see it in the Word of God. When, when, when it says spirit in the Bible, the King James is capitalized. They're talking about the Holy Ghost. But when it's a small spirit, they could be talking about a demon, an evil spirit, an unclean spirit, or they could be talking about your own human spirit. But this is us. One, two, three. We are a spirit that has a soul, and we live in a body. When the body goes back to ashes, the soul and the spirit leave, and you, hopefully, um, because you are a Christian, and the Lord is pleased with you, that you will go up and spend eternity with him. But if not, you will go down to the lake that burns with everlasting fire. So this is how that we are created. I don't think I need to elaborate on that anymore. But is, can I back that up with the word of God? Yes, I can. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that is how we are made. So we are not... Let me make sure I say this right. I always have trouble remembering this. We are not a... Uh, earthbound, having a spiritual experience. We are a spirit having an earthly experience. That's who we really are. We're spirit. You know, this world is going to pass away, but our spirit is eternal. I love this. This is Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed thee in the belly... I knew thee. Okay, this is God speaking. God knew us before we were conceived. So we were made perfect in the spiritual realm first. Then we were conceived, and that's when everything started to go downhill. <laughs> so we were created perfect in the beginning. 1 Samuel 18.1, And it came to pass when he heard... He had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan, this is a good soul tie, the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. So you can have a good soul tie. There are a lot of good soul ties and a lot of bad ones too. But his soul was knit. So if you can just, you know, Jesus tried to teach us about the invisible spiritual kingdom by showing us things that we could touch and see and, and see in the natural. So if you can think about knitting, there are 
Uh, nobody in my family knitted, but you got a grand grandma that knits. They put that stuff together. That's kind of how our soul can get knit, either to a good soul tie or a bad soul tie. So this one was a good one. And the cardboard and glue, we will show you that here after this glue begins to work. Suni tells me it takes two to tango. Right, Suni? Now, when we think about soul ties, a lot of times we think about the soul tie that you have when you have sex. But you can have this with a person, not, don't have to have sex to have a soul tie. You can have it with a place. You know, people I see down the highways, they got their crosses, and they've built a monument there because somebody crashed, and, you know, that's their monument of, to remembering you know, where the accident happened. So you can have it with a place or a thing or even a spirit. How is that possible? Well, you won't read these two words in your Bible either, but uh, the incubus spirit and the succubus spirit, these are sex demons, and they attack you when you're sleeping, and they come into your dreams, and they can actually um, manifest uh, as a, uh, a body. And here's a picture of an incubus. So you're asleep, and these spirits come and attack you. Me and Sunni, I pray over us every night that uh, the angels will come and protect us, guard us, keep us safe, and that if any evil spirit comes to attack us, that they be arrested and taken away. So... Yeah. Okay, there you go. Here's another. This, this is an evil spirit that comes when you sleep to attack you. It works in your dreams. So Sunnis battled this type of spirit for many years. They come and try to tempt you with sex thoughts, have sex with you in your dream, um, all kinds of evil, get you to drink, get you to do drugs, and when you have these spirits attack you at night, you need to get up in the morning and cancel those dreams and reverse the curse of the enemy. So this is a spirit. You can have a soul tie with these things. Suni says, uh, if you have these dreams, uh, or some people even call them nightmares, but you have these things, you wake up in the morning and you don't do anything about it, that means that you've agreed, and they have a legal right to continue to attack or molest or harass you. So you have to speak against that thing. And the reason she said that is because of this statement, there must be an agreement or a consent. Now, I, know I, can, hear, I can hear the voices out there already. I didn't agree to that. I didn't make a consent. Well, look at this scripture in James 4.17. It says, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. All we have to do is turn a blind eye to this craziness that is going on, and you've just agreed to it. 
And when I was in sales, um, we would make our presentation and then we would do what we call the closing. We would get a decision. In a, and if they decided yes, wonderful, we made a sale. If they decided no, wonderful. The problem was they're going like, I'll call you later or maybe I need to talk to my wife. I need to you know, find out how much money I got. I need to look at my budget. So they couldn't make a decision. So I would tell them to not make a decision is to make a decision. Okay, so not to act is to give legal right or make an agreement with these spirits. You know, once we know what's going on in the invisible kingdom, we can't just turn a blind eye to this stuff anymore. We have to take action. Proverbs 1.10, My son or my daughter, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. You're thinking, well, that's common sense. Yeah, right, it's Proverbs. But God is telling you the devil is sly. He's slick. You know, like a grease pig, they're hard to corner. <laughs> He's slippery. Uh, consent thou not. God is saying, don't agree with them. Don't turn a blind eye. You know, we have to, the church needs to speak up nowadays. You know, we look at the sin and we turn away. Oh, 10 minutes? Sunni, would you, I need an assistant, Mrs. Young. We had, on, I ha, had two pieces of cardboard here, and I drew a picture of a man, and his name was Rudy, and a picture of a woman, her name was Betty, and we put, we put the supernatural spiritual super glue on here and stuck them together, because they're in love. <laughs> and so they're kissing and hugging and holding hands, and, and they've created a soul tie, so if you will pull that apart. Okay, show them what's happening. Okay. You, here, get, get, can we get a microphone for Mrs. Young? Because she wants to get involved. Not really. <laughs> I'll hold it. You, you talk. So Rudy and Betty, right? Okay. It's the right people, right? <laughs> so they... they uh, they, they had a sex, or maybe not, not intercourse, but maybe they touch each other, kiss each other, or whatever. And in their heart, they like each other. Okay, so they created bond. Sometimes we call that friendship. But in a spiritual realm, okay, when you get together and you have a same type of a desire and same type of heart, okay, then it creates soul tie. So two get one, okay? Then when so this is what happened. You the, the Rudy get parts of a Betty's so, and Betty get parts of a what's his name? <laughs> yeah. Betty Rudy. Yeah. So they share each other the soul, right? So it's good um, if this is good soul tie, right? But now what happened is this is just a say one week romance, and and they didn't like each other all of a sudden, so they went off their own way. So now, the baby has two souls, right? Part of his soul, and so does he. It's a mixture. Mixture. So now, he's going to go and walk the walk, and he's going to find another lady. And he's going to do the same thing. Okay? 
when that happened, he's going to have a part of hers, and she's going to have part of his two of them. And we don't know where she's been. The same way this. Then this continue on pretty soon. Even though you came into the Lord and you got saved and all that stuff, okay, but they still carrying the baggage. So they have to be eliminated in the name of Jesus. And okay, so this thing can continue, and people who doesn't know the Lord can continue get worse and worse, worse before they be destroyed. You mean purified, not eliminated? Though. Well, I'm talking about spirits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Break so, this old tie. Yeah. 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 Not this. Not no no. Yeah. Break this old tie. So th- this is what happens. Good job, Mrs. Young. I think you would have done a better job. This demonstrates it pretty well, don't you think? Okay, all right. Next slide. Can our soul degenerate? I'm asking you out there, can our soul degenerate? I see the heads going up and down. Do I have a scripture for that? Yes, Third John 1, 2. Now, this is uh, talking about how God loves us and wants us to, um, you know, prosper. So it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So this soul tie that we just demonstrated to you, when you have those, we call that a fragmented soul. You're fragmented. You got parts scattered. And so here we see that the Lord wants us to be in health as our soul prospers. So when your soul is fragmented and it's messed up, usually it manifests in sickness. So your health is not good. So what are some things that cause problems in her health, heart disease, you can have a a broken heart and a wounded spirit, and if you have that over many years and a long time, eventually it's going to manifest in your heart, and it manifests in sickness, heart disease, high blood pressure, people that have had a history of anger usually have high blood pressure, sometimes they, they blow their stack and they have a heart attack right there on the spot. So these things manifest, you know, it's not so much, I mean, there's demonic manifestations of all kinds. Some, sometimes they roll out on the floor and throw up and, and speak to you, but other times it doesn't happen that way. You just get sick, and the spirit behind that is a spirit of infirmity. So a cold is a spirit of infirmity. You know, people say, well, you get a cold every year. Well, I don't. Because I speak against it now that I know what I'm dealing with in the spiritual realm. Athlete's foot, headaches, bellyache. If you're sick, it's a spirit of infirmity. Fever, you're under attack. You cast it out. You repent for sin and tell the thing to leave. Command it out. So this scripture is saying that, you know, if your soul has issues, uh, you're going to have bad health. Amen? So... The Lord wants us to be healthy and prosperous, but the devil wants to throw a monkey wrench in the gearbox and cause us to be sick. And if every person in the church 
was healthy, it'd be a lot easier to evangelize because they wouldn't, we wouldn't have to have a revival. They'd just say, you're healthy all the time. Like, what is your deal? And we aren't going to say it's like the pills I take, you know, the, what's that commercial I see all the time? Fruit and veggies makes me live longer. It's Jesus. He's the one that gives us He's the healer, right? Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. I will put none of those in sicknesses on you that I put on the Egyptians. If we're healthy, people will want to be a part of the body of Christ. But if we're dragging around like a, you know, old, beat up, worn out, tired, depressed, who wants to be like that? No Not me. That's why I'm a young man. So how does sickness work? It starts with soul ties. And the Apostle Stan says, Mama said there's pleasures in sin. Well, there is for a while. And, and the, once it takes root, uh, it produces death. And so these are deadly consequences. Sin has consequences. And the devil, he's going to come and collect Amen? we got to cut this stuff out. we got to get back on the narrow path. Amen? Here's another way a soul tie works. 1 Corinthians 6, 16. And Paul says, what? I'm paraphrasing now. He's saying, are you kidding me? Don't you know that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall become one flesh. So here's the two that got, here's our soul tie, Leslie. <laughs> Fragmented soul here. So, you know, here's a bad soul tie. Uh, no, no, think about this in the spiritual realm. You know, our God is a holy God. We're supposed to be married to him. You know, me and Sunni were married to each other, but... Before that, we're, I'm a man, but I'm still married to Jesus Christ. He's, the Lord is his husband. He's, you know, I'm the bride. You know, it's, we're, we're, you know there's no funny business in the kingdom of heaven. We're not going to be doing the things in heaven we're doing now here on the earth, right? So it's not male and female. It's we're going to be married to Jesus, men and women. But we're not going to be men and women and husbands and wives in the kingdom. Amen. But these two here, you're joined to a harlot. So I know I can hear. I don't have any idols. I'm not joined to a harlot. Well, you know what the harlot is in America? TV. You know, we sat in front of that idiot box for hours and we won't pray. We won't fast. We won't read our Bible. And. I'm watching the news. Well, you're being programmed. You're being lied to. And they are feeding you poison. So turn that box off and start reading your instruction manual. There's a thought for you. Amen. Mark 10, 7 and 8. Oh, I like this. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. That's what me and Sunni do. 
I'm stuck to her in the spiritual realm. I'm stuck to her like spiritual super glue. Yeah, even when she doesn't want to. So when she gets mad at me, she, I just drag along with her. You know, she can't get away from me. You know, years ago, she'd go like, go hunting, go fishing, get, get out of my face. So I sold my boat, and I haven't shot any animals since I've been in Texas. I've stopped hunting and fishing. And now I drag along with my wife because we're stuck together. We cleave together. I left mom and dad. And it says, in the twain shall be one flesh, so then they are no more twain but one flesh. We would say the two become one, so they're no more two, they're one. So me and Sunni were one flesh. When God sees us as a couple here on earth, he sees us one body, and he actually is looking more at the man than the woman because I'm the head. And so if I do something stupid, he doesn't blame her, he blames me. I'm the one that gets the blessing, and I get the butt kick when I do it wrong. And then she kicks my butt, so I get it twice. That's the double blessing. Amen? Hey, let me tell you, Sunni, I love you. That's a good thing. It's a really good thing to have a godly wife to, to put you back on the edge. And so I appreciate it. I don't always like it. You know, it's a bitter pill sometimes, but uh, depends on how they deliver it, right? You can get a spanking in love or you can get the wrath of the prophet, right? So it depends on how it's delivered. I know. You're smart. He's, 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 you've trained him pretty good, Leslie. well i'm talking to somebody here praise god genesis (laughs) we can have fun can't we yes 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 we can yeah i love you suny Genesis 2, 24 and 25. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother. This is confirmation because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. It says, leave your father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. That's the good soul tie. And they were both naked, uh, the man and the wife, and were not ashamed. This says man and wife. See, I got to touch on this because of the craziness that we see on the news. So I'm telling you, you're being programmed. Do you know what month this is they're advertising on the news? Yeah, Pride Month. You know, God made the rainbow, and somebody has tried to hijack that thing. And, yeah, I saw on Facebook they were advertising Mayo. And it was rainbow mayonnaise, and the name of the mayonnaise was called Gayo. Yeah. So they think it's cool. You know, what's going on here? This is the right hand and the left hand path. This is a spirit thing going on. It's a Baphomet. You got the right hand and the left hand path, one high, one down low. And if you've seen that statue, they got the kids looking up at this beast that's half man, half woman. They can't tell what they are. You know, it says man and wife, husband and wife, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. They were naked and not ashamed. Should I go further? You know, the A, B, C, X, Y, Z, they don't know what they are. They don't know what's between their knees. You know, me and Suni can tell. We have farm animals. We got the baby goats. They deliver. We look at them about 
what, five, six seconds, we can tell if it's a boy or a girl. So if you have a problem in that area and you can't figure it out, come and see me and SUNY. We can tell you what sex you are pretty quick. And so, you know, it's not hard. It's actually quite simple. You don't have to wait till you go to college to find out what you are, you know. Yeah, and you're not an animal. Um, Well, you know, we do take offerings <laughs> for Cambodia and Honduras. Yes, we. It does take money to fly. Diesel costs money. Yeah, high octane jet fuel. And so, this is a bonus uh, for you married couples out there. See, they were both naked. Um, that's what I call naked time. And if you don't know what that is, ask Mrs. Young. She'll tell you what it is. But a husband and wife, uh, if we're in deliverance ministry, so we talk about everything's on the table when you're doing that. So, of course, we talk a lot about sex. But if you're having problems in your marriage, the first thing that is shut down is the intimacy. You know, so once that goes, you, that's the first sign of problems. So I'm just telling you, if you're married, don't forget to have naked time. And soon you, can, uh, you don't know what I'm talking about, be sure to ask her. She can explain it to you. Because she has that. So how to know if you have a soul tie? Well, here's a, a picture of what is actually going on in the spirit realm. Now, I get a picture of a woman's face here. It doesn't have to be a woman. It can be a man. It's, it's not gender specific. Amen? It just, I just happened to see that picture and thought, oh, i got to put that on. How to tell? Well, you're obsessed. You can't stop thinking about the person or the place or the thing or the spirit. It's always there. Or if it leaves for a little bit, then it returns. And it's on your mind. So like we might sing a song here today in worship, and then Wednesday I'll be humming that song. You know, it keeps returning to my head. I was doing that today from something we sung a week ago in church. I'm, I don't remember what it was now, but it came. And so these things keep coming in our hearts, in our mind, and we're obsessed over it. And it can be a good obsession or it can be a negative obsession. You get to the point where you cannot control your thoughts, but the thoughts control you. We see a lot of violence in America right now. People are hearing, you know, they may not hear a voice like what you're hearing coming out of my mouth in your head, but sometimes we counsel those people. They're hearing voices. But some of them are just hearing thoughts. You know, so as an example, a teenager might hear something in their head, kill your parents. You know the, the Uvali kid shot his grandmother in the face? I think he's hearing some voices. Maybe not physical hearing, but in his head, in his heart. Anyway, this stuff is real. You can't control these things. They control you. This is a evil soul tie. You can't imagine being without the person or the place or the thing or the spirit, 
it's an unhealthy sign because you feel whole when you're in their presence. And when they're gone, you feel empty inside. It's a toxic relationship. You all may know some people like that that have these issues. Could be some of your own family members. Why can we not get free? Why, Pastor Lou? Well, I go back to this. After you've created the soul tie and you separate, you have a fragmented soul. You know, you're drawn back to the other person. It's beyond your control because this is a spiritual connection. And so this scripture says in Psalm 7-2, Lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces, while there is none to deliver. Well, thank God in this church we have deliverance. But you can see this is a tearing when you separate. And you'll never feel complete ever until you get some freedom and teaching and understanding and learn how to deal with these type of things and get cleaned up. Training and equipping. Right here. Psalm 23.3. He restores my soul. Remember, this is the one of my favorite scriptures for protection. This is a warfare scripture. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, because God is with me. He destroys my enemies before my face. He also restores your soul. If your soul can't be screwed up and messed up, why does God have to restore our soul? I got saved. I'm a Christian. From now on out, it's smooth sailing. I got it made in the shade. No more problems. That's what the church teaches in most places. You know, prosperity. I'll be rich. I'll be filthy rich. I'm going to get a nice, beautiful wife, a nice, good-looking husband. He's going to make lots of money. I'm going to eat cupcakes and ice cream the rest of my life, and we'll live happily ever after. How's that working for everybody? You know, that's a... Yeah. I look a lot better in the future than I look right now. Yeah, that, but that was 39 years ago. <laughs> he restores your soul. I'm telling you, there's people right here in this room, and you on the Internet, your soul needs to get restored. And um, if you have an issue, uh, you know where to find us. We can help. In the name of Jesus, we can help. I learned this doing deliverance. This is awesome. Dividing the soul and the spirit. Well, can we divide the soul and the spirit? Who knows? Sunni, don't answer. I hear one yes. If you know who you are in Christ and you know the word of God and you know how to fight and win, then you can do that. Otherwise, don't try. It won't work. Hebrews 4.11, we all know the scripture. The Word of God is quick. That means it's alive. You know, we have a living Bible because we have a living Lord. He came down off the cross. He's seated at the right hand of the Father with full power and authority, and he gave it to us. We get to wield the sword. We get to say what goes and what doesn't go. And that's why we have problems in America. The church isn't doing its job. We have control. And we have authority. So whatever's going on out there can't come in here. I won't let it. You won't let it either. Amen? It's not going to happen. We're going to rise above the storm. Anyway, I'm preaching. 
The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Stop right there. So this says we can divide soul and spirit. Let me see what's the next slide. Let me talk about this. So when we do deliverance, sometimes people will manifest and the spirit will come up and start talking. And they say like, you blankety blank, I'm going to kill you. We go, what's your name? My name is Destroyer. That's what they talk like. My name is Destroyer. So after that goes on for a while, you can say, in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Hebrews 4.12, I divide soul and spirit. Spirit go down, soul come up. And what will happen is the person will regain consciousness and come back. The spirit will go down. So you can divide spirit and soul if you know and believe. And you can get the person back into the right mind. Spirit and soul. So, so let's just say, which uh, let's just call this guy's name is Lou, sitting here, not me, but another Lou, sitting here in a chair, and we anoint them with oil and going to do deliverance, and they start cussing me out, and they're going to kill me. And uh, that goes on for a while. We have had enough of it, and I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, According to Hebrews 4.12, I command the spirit to go down and the soul to come up. In other words, come back. You know, if Sunni was sitting there, I'd say, Sunni, come back. Spirit, go down. Sunni, come back. And the spirit will go down. They have to obey. And she'll regain consciousness. I mean, some witchcraft... A lot of times when you're dealing with witchcraft, you start casting these spirits out, and they, they leave. The whites of their eyes, that's what you'll see. The pupils, I mean, they whack out. I mean, they're not there. They're there, but they're, you know, it's like some, sometimes when you do deliverance, I'm just tell, talking to you about some of the experiences I've, I've had. These people will get delivered, and then when it's over, they go like, what happened? I mean, they don't recall a thing. Now, that's unusual. It doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes they just sit there like me, going like, is this guy ever going to shut up? You know, you just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You know, ho-hum. No, this one sees the life of the party. She's all over the floor and throwing up, and we got to get a garbage can and coughing. And, you know, I like to set up on the front row so everybody gets to see with the show. So she's, she's the life of the party, and I just sat there like ho-hum. But I tell you, I get delivered too, so it doesn't matter if you manifest or not. I'm just telling you this is a scripture that you can use when you're in the battle. You, can, you have the authority to divide soul and spirit and bring these things up and down. Amen? Here's a biblical example of a soul tie. Um, not a good way to get one, but... It is a soul tie. So Genesis 34, 1 through 3. And Dinah, the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. Just having a nice day in the month of May. And when Shechem, the son of Hamar the Hivite, prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and defiled her. Now, it, this, this isn't a biblical love and marriage here. It says he took her. What the translation is he raped her. 
He raped her. And he defiled her. Verse 3, And his soul clave unto Dinah, daughter of Jacob, and he loved the damsel and spoke kindly unto her. It was a bad thing for him to do that. Uh, Dinah's brothers killed him. But that created a soul tie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Good soul tie, bad soul tie. They both operate. Can your soul be hunted is a question. I hear yes. Can you show that to me in the Bible? You know, this is a, this book we read is this very strange book. You know, who would think who would think of these things? God is trying to uh, teach us how this stuff works in the kingdom. Ezekiel thirteen eighteen, and say, Thus saith the Lord. This is God speaking and giving you the word of God. Woe to the women that sew pillows to the armholes and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. How do you do that? How do you hunt a soul? Listen to the rest of this. Will you hunt the souls of my people? And will you save the souls of alive that come unto you? You know, save them alive. And will you pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley? They're selling out for cash. Explain that about the pillows. Yeah, I'm... I'm Next next slide. So they're they're selling out for money. They're they're hirelings. So handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread to slay the souls that should not die. They're killing people that are not supposed to die and to save the souls alive that should not live. Do we see that in America and around the world right now? Evil is flourishing and Christians are kicked to the curb like a dirty dog. And dogs, I love dogs, but you know, that they should not live by your lying to my people that hear your lies. Well, what does all that mean? We're going to explain it. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against your pillows. What is that? What, what does he mean, the pillows that he's against? Wherewith you hunt the souls to make them fly? I will tear them from your arms and will let the souls go, even the souls that you hunt, to make them fly. See, they're capturing your soul. They're capturing your soul, and you're in bondage. Now, this is the NLT. Let's see what they say. This, this will make sense. This is divination and witchcraft is what the Lord's talking about. So the pillows and the armholes to make them fly. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am against all your magic charms. You know, well, we don't have any magic in churches nowadays, do we? We have mysticism. We got kundalini. We got all kinds of stupid stuff going on that is not from the Bible. It's not from the Holy Ghost. They think it is, but it's not, and it's not from God. It's not from the Word of God. It's not from the Spirit of God. It's from Satan in our churches and right here behind the pulpit. Pastors are guilty, and we saw it in Honduras, and it's everywhere. It's the Spirit. It's everywhere. So it's your magic charms which you use to ensnare my people like birds. I will tear them from your arms, setting my people free like birds set free in a cage. Your soul can get bound up and be in bondage. Check this out, Psalms 124.7. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. There you go. 
You just broke out of the cage. You got free. Your soul got set free. Turn to Jesus with all your soul, might, strength, mind. You know, don't have a little part. You know, you can come this far, but my secret sin. You know, you got to turn it, sell out to Jesus. So that scripture is talking about magic, witchcraft, jinxes, hexes, vexes. They still do this stuff. Mysticism, kundalini, false signs, false wonders. It's getting more prevalent. It's welcomed as the Holy Ghost. Sunni, come up here and speak on the microphone. Talking about pillows uh, that remind me in, in Asia or in Korea, in different places, when they do witchcraft and magic, uh, they will use different objects or different paper or different uh, ritual things. They will put it in the pillow over those person who they want to control however they want. So they use, they will put it in their house. They will put it under the pillows and they will take some of your belonging and, and take, it, take it out and they will do some witchcraft and they'll put it back. So those are the things that happen. So that pillow, that kind of reminded me that. So I thought I shared that. Wow. Yes. And it works because when we use the blood of Jesus and name of Jesus, it is the most powerful thing, right? And, and everything has to bow. But then the dark side also has a power. So they take these things to do uh, their God and that and that power from the devil will transfer there and it will work against that person. So it's a manipulating and controlling, which is uh, magic and divination and witchcraft. And that goes on right now. And it goes on in the churches. The way we pray, we've got to watch the way we pray because we do witchcraft prayer without knowing it sometimes. So we have to watch that. So I just wanted to share that. Now you have to explain witchcraft prayer. Okay, it's like um, you prayed not biblically. You pray you desire. So you start praying for, like say my son. If I'm going to pray for my son, we can pray in the name of Jesus, Father's will become to operating in his life. But when you start manipulating in your own tongue to how you want him to be and all this stuff, without the involving Jesus and the Father's will for their life. So you got, we have to really, we walk in fine line, we really have to watch how we pray, how, what things, how we say things, because it can go either way. So we really have to watch, because that opens the door. So we really, and then fear of the Lord, you know. <laughs> so just be careful. And those who moves in, I don't know, I wasn't going to say this. Those who moves in prophetically, if you don't hear really from the Lord, you got to watch out. Because sometimes, I mean, you know, when sometimes, you know, we, what we feel and we speak, and we got to check because that, that can go into the divination, and that is not from God then you're opening the whole another door there. 
So it's pretty scary to me. And a curse comes. Yes. To you and yes. also to the person. Yes. I was reading that too. It kind of scared me. So be careful. Be careful. We have to do things um, in the biblically. So. Good job, Mrs. Young. I'll give my version of a witchcraft prayer. Witchcraft prayer is when you manipulate someone against their will. So like an example of that would be uh, a husband and wife got divorced and the wife has this soul tie that just cannot break. And they come to me and Sunni and go like, I want you to pray that my husband will come back. Well, don't no. That's against the will, their will. They separated, you know. Let them go. Cut the soul tie, let them go. So there are prayers that we should not be praying. If we're trying to manipulate someone against their will, that's a witchcraft prayer. So anyway, I think you want to yeah, say I did, something. Yes, this is, sorry, thank you for letting me share a little bit too. This is right up Yes, we want too. to. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, this is so good. What do y'all think? This is so what we need. We need, they need that are watching online. Praise the Lord for this. Um, but I just, I know it's about time to stop here this morning. But one thing I wanted to touch on just a little bit more is the marriage bed. Because the marriage bed in Hebrews 13, 4, I believe it is, it talks about that the marriage bed is undefiled, but it talks about the whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. The same thing's going to happen in the marriage bed. That does not mean, I don't know if you already touched on this, so probably, no. okay, no. So, so what happens is, is if you just think, well, I'm married now and I have free reign to do what I want to do, then you're mistaken. And again, it goes back to what does the Word of God say? So I don't know that we have time to touch on that right now, but, you know, can a... Uh, man or actually woman too can they force themselves on on, on their their mate uh, can they rape them yes absolutely can they uh, is is um, is oral sex okay according to the word of God no it's not so this is where the marriage bed becomes undefiled uh, I mean becomes defiled God says you're supposed to keep it undefiled you're supposed to keep it clean um, moral uh, sexuality uh, moral sexuality is what it's really supposed to be and if we have to if, if it's you have to also remember, you know, Jesus is right there with you, right? So if you feel like you're doing something, you know, that would not be pleasing to him, you are. So just understand, he's watching everything. He sees everything. And if that doesn't put the fear of God, even in the marriage bed, I don't know what will. So if you'll just think on that terms, I believe some of these things that you do, anal sex, things like that, that's not from the Lord. That's not from God. That's that's a... That's, that's taking advantage of someone, uh, defiling them, and it's time that all those kinds of things stop in the body of Christ. It needs to stop. Amen. Because God is going to judge the household of God first, and he is, by the he way. He is doing that He's right doing now. that, and um, so it's starting with, yes, leaders and stuff, but guess what? You too. It's coming. So let's start paying attention to what is, you know, okay with the Lord and what is not, and not defile even in the, the marriage bed. Does not mean you get to do what you want to do. Amen. I could go on, but get the Crown of Glory book or the DVD. It has, it's right there in your face. You'll see it. It has it all. Um, yes. Yes. I, I believe a man. I believe a husband can for, can rape a, a wife. It's not good. I mean, but the, but they have if they have a healthy relationship, that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying, anyway. But if you know if they're if they're pinning them down, 
uh, I mean, um, uh, hurting them. If it's not consensual. If it's not consensual, then they, they, that's not good. That's not God. So now that doesn't mean wives, you just say, no, I don't want to, and then you just, you know. Anyway. So, uh, but I'm just saying, but there's, there's, there's not a fine line, really. I mean, it's, we, we just, we have to do things according to the Word of God, and when there's, when there's problems, you come get delivered, you come see counselors, you do whatever you got to do to get your marriage right. But yes, a husband can rape his wife, absolutely, and it happens in the church. And they'll use, you know, they'll use, you know, well, I'm the head over you, and you've got to submit, and you've got to do everything I tell you to do. That's not what the word submit means. I could go on another teaching on that, but... So we could be here for another hour, couldn't we? We could at least. be. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a lot longer. So when you get back from Cambodia, I think we, you know, y'all should finish talking about this. What do y'all think? I think there's more that we need to know. Amen? All right, thank you. Thank you, for Lucy. Thank you for bringing this this teaching. It's so needed, and, and we need it. We need it so badly. All right. Thank you for our guests, Rudy and Betty. <laughs> you know, Rudy could be a good girl, a girl's name, too, right? It could be. <laughs> Yeah, nowadays it probably is. Amen, amen. All right, Lord, thank you for this time to fellowship together. Uh, we ask that you be the communication coming out of our mouths, one to each other. Also amen. bless the food that's Good back to there you, to man. our bodies. And be sanctified clean in Jesus' name, amen. We'll meet back in 12 minutes. Well, welcome everyone to Spirit of Prophecy Church. So happy that you could join us, those that are here and also those that are watching online. Uh, if you missed the 930 service, be sure that you go back and watch that. It was about the ungodly soul ties. Uh, Lou and Cindy brought that teaching. And here in about a month, we're going to have them bring it again, some more on it, because uh, it's so needed in the church so that we know what is not pleasing to our God. Anyway, so it's time to start our church service this morning. Again, welcome. We're here in Plano, Texas. So if you'd like to come and join us, we'd love to have you come. Uh, we're in the Metroplex, we have people that come from Fort Worth, uh, some driving even an hour and a half one way to come. Uh, we had a couple that used to drive three hours one way to come, so we're not really a community church. We're kind of brought in from all different directions, which we love, and we want you to become more like-minded with us and come to join us and be part of our church service. Um, so there's got a couple of announcements. I'll let Barbara, do you have a microphone? Can you get her microphone there? So we're going to have Barbara make a few announcements right quick about the Cambodia missions trip with that Lou and Sunni will be going on. They'll be leaving here actually in two weeks. In two weeks. So that's amazing. They'll be gone a month. So we're going to be praying for them. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So praise God. There's a mission going to Cambodia. It's uh, Pastor Lou and Prophet Sunni. And we have a sign-up sheet. It's very important that we support this mission with prayer and fasting. Um, just to, um, it's going to be a month and what I've done, um, here, I've circled the days where we are missing participation. It's going to be a month folks. And what I would suggest is pick the same day each week, if you could, and, um, pray that pray and fast that day each week for the, for the four uh, weeks. So I've circled that we we're missing, um, I guess some Sundays, uh, Saturday, Sundays, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. We don't have representation on those days. So if, if you could please um, dedicate that time. This helps you. Like you are actually participating in the mission. You are participating. This is your contribution to win souls for the Lord. 
and touch lives and deliverance and set people free. So this is really important. So if you could please, um, you know, if you, you want to give, this is a way to give. And it's a very important way to support, support the team. And the way that we prefer the fasting is, is water only. Don't hurt yourself, though. You want to be able to take, you know, if you take vitamins and, and supplements, things like that, you want to be able to do that. Uh, if you need a little juice to take that, that's fine. But some people say, you know, Leslie, the only thing I can do just because of health issues, I can only fast one meal a day. Is that okay? I said, absolutely. But, you know, if, if you can do just the water, that's what we really prefer is for that kind of a fast. Uh, some people even do nothing, no water, nothing, nothing to drink, nothing to eat for that whole 24-hour period. So that's what we suggest, right. and do what you can. That's what's important and because it's your heart, and God will see your heart, and also it will remind you to continue to keep them up uplifted in prayer. All right, thank you, Bob. Okay, thank you. And we'll just hand that around to have you sign up for that. All right, so uh, a couple of things that we need to pray for. There's a, the man that uh, my brother asked us to pray for this morning. His name is Buddy. He lives in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, he has sepsis. He's probably about 58 years old, young man, and he is on life support and has been for about a week, and things are not looking good. But, you know, our God is a God of miracles. He's a, the great physician, so I know that this can turn around. And they know who we are. They know our church, and they've asked us to pray. So when we get up to, here in a minute to pray, just remember, buddy, in your prayers and just commanding that sickness to be out of his body in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, I would like to see, but I haven't done this in a while. I'd like to get to know someone a little bit better. So, Jerry, would you come up here, please? I'll stand here, but you can still stand down there. and You'll still be taller than me. Maybe I should stay up here. <laughs> come over here. Get a little closer to me, though. Is he still taller than me? Oh, man. <laughs> So, Jerry, I want you to tell us a little bit, a little bit about you, you know, who you are, what work you do, that kind of thing. Hello, everybody. I'm actually, uh, my name is Jerry J. Luckett. I'm an elder back home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I moved here back in 2020. Um, currently, I'm, I'm in the McKinney area. Um, my background is in human services. Uh, work with social services, you call it. Currently, I'm working as a juvenile detention officer over in, in Collin County. Um, been uh, in the church uh, religious industry for over 40 years. So I know a lot of uh, things that goes on in the church, from mega church to small churches to how to build a church. Um, those things um, I know about. Any questions for Jerry? No, stay right here. You have any animals? No, I don't have any animals. Do you like animals? <laughs> I love animals, especially uh, little Rockwires. You know, little, yeah, I love those dogs. I love. Them. Those aren't little, are they? To <laughs> 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 <what> me. <laughs> well. Okay. Okay. All right. Any other questions you'd like to know about Jerry? Yeah, Bill? I love Texas. I love Texas. That's why I came back. I was here before in 2016, went back home uh, to Milwaukee in 2018, came back during a pandemic, 2020. I, I love Texas. I love the people down here. I love the weather, the environment, the opportunities down here. 
So, uh, Green Bay or Dallas Cowboys? You really want me to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I think a lot of us will pick the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Any, did anybody else have a question? I'm not married. Oh, you're not married. I, no, I'm not. I have a son uh, from my first marriage. He's uh, 26 years old. He's in Connecticut. He lives in Connecticut. Okay. That's, all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, why did I think you were married? Not married. Okay. Are you looking for a wife? Yes, I am. All right. So everybody online, too? We're... He's a big hunking dude here, right here. Jerry's his name. Write us and let us know. <laughs> All right, God bless. Praise the Lord. All right, let's stand. Let's pray. There are service going this morning. This is praying for the church real quick. Let's just raise our hands and bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we can come here boldly before your throne of grace and mercy. Lord, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. We ask that everything be done decently in order to be pleasing to you as we praise you, as we worship you, as we look to you. Lord, you are the God of everything. You're the God that's created us. You're the miracle God. You're the great physician. And so, Lord, right now, those that are watching online, those that are here, if there's anything, any reason, if there's any sickness in their bodies right now, in the name of Jesus, we command it to get out, to go, and not come back in Jesus' name. And we speak for Buddy right now. And we say, Buddy, you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. We just speak the word over you right now in Jesus' name. We command that, that evil spirit, that sepsis, that, that disease, that um, uh, just um, the lying sign and wonder that's going through his body right now in Jesus' name. We command it to get out of his body and that we would hear a good praise report so that I can share this with everyone next week. Lord, we lift up Buddy right now. I know that he's a believer, his wife, his family, they're believers in you, Jesus. They're looking to you for that miracle. And so, Lord, we do too. We look to you for that miracle in the name of Jesus. We praise your holy name. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated for a moment. Test, test, test. Hey, more smiling faces again. Well, this is Pentecost Sunday today, and so um, I'm taking the offering now so you know what's going on. Um, Pentecost Sunday. There was three pilgrimages in the Old Testament that you had to go, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. And every time that they had a holy convocation is what they call it, the Lord says, don't come before me empty-handed. The Lord wants us to be blessed, but he wants us to give. And so now's your opportunity to give, and you online can scroll down and give. This is for the Spirit of Prophecy Church so that we can pay our bills here. Believe it or not, the rent is high in this building. You would think that a little small area like this wouldn't cost much, but it costs thousands every month. And if there's anything that breaks, the landlord don't pay for it. We get to. Yeah. So we had uh, a little paint put up on the walls, uh, I don't know, few months ago and it made it look nice and pretty but the bills still come monthly so sow a seed you can't out give god he will bless he will rebuke the devourer and you will 
We're not talking about a prosperity gospel, but he will bless you. He'll bless you with good health. He'll bless your family. He'll bless your job. He'll bless the work of your hands. And where you walk, you can take kingdom territory by the authority of the word of God that he gives each and every one of us. So he will move in your life, and you can build the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Now, do we want to pray for this or Yeah, we'll pray for this, two? and then we'll do the missions when I hear it. Look at them. They're running, running to the basket. They're cheerful givers. Lord, it is our privilege to serve. And when I say serve, I'm not talking about just Lou and Suni or me and Leslie. Everyone that comes in here is a servant. No one gets to sit on the bench in the kingdom of God. We all serve. Thank you for allowing us to serve you. Thank you for allowing us to give and to help to build your kingdom. And we look forward to the day then without sin and a new body we can see you and live eternally with you. Lord, we ask a blessing on this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we thank you that, uh, and ask you to accept this offering and bless the people back. Lord, bless their families. Bless the work of their hands and where they walk. Lord, let them have the authority to command demons to bow and then hit the road, Jack, to leave. We cast you out. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for everyone. We lock arms here in this church. We need you and you need us. Amen. And together we're stronger. Amen. And this is going to help further the kingdom of heaven in Jesus' name. And that's Amen. not a Democrat phrase, right? No. Together stronger? No, no. Uh, God had it first. Amen. Stay up here. Sunny, can you come up here, please? We'll do that. Uh, these two are going to Cambodia in two weeks. And uh, next uh, Sunday, we three in Sharonda, we're actually in Arkansas. Going to Arkansas. To minister. Kick out some devils. Amen. Amen. So uh, then the following Sunday is when y'all leave. So we need to pray for them today. Need to pray for their trip. Pray for protection over them. I know that God's going to be with them. But we want to be a part, take care of that with our prayers. Uh, for them to send them out on this on this trip that God is sending them on, it's been two years in the making, three years in the making to have that this have this happen, and because of COVID and everything, you know the enemy kept trying to stop it, but he can't prevail. He can't. And they're win. going for a month. Yes, yeah, so they'll be gone for they'll be uh, gone for a month. So that's why we need your prayers too. Um, so anyway, we want to just pray for you, uh, Melissa. Come on up here too, dear Heavenly Father. I just thank you. I thank you so much for this couple. We plead the blood of Jesus over them, over their body, soul, spirit, mind, conscious, subconscious, subliminal areas, and all communication coming to from around and concerning them. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that everything would be done decently and in order. There would be no delays with the planes, Lord. There would be no delays on getting them to their hotels and where they need to go. I know that you're going to give them some time to rest before the ministry starts. And so, Lord, I think that that's such a, a blessing in disguise. We thank you for that. And, Lord, it will also give them time to just prepare and to sense the atmosphere of where they are and to know exactly how to minister to your people there of Cambodia. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that everybody that's traveling with them, that they'd find favor wherever they go, that Lutz and he would have favor everywhere that they go, that there would be a presence of you. They'd feel your presence, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, the whole time every step that they take 
And, Lord, in the spirit realm, even when they're on the, flight, on the planes, Lord, in the spirit realm, I know because of where their feet will be that they'll be taking it back to the kingdom of God. We just declare it. We proclaim it. We call it back to the kingdom of God right now in Jesus' name. And, Lord, I thank you for uh, just binding them together, closer together during this time. Help them be in one accord and also with the team in one accord. Let there be a team, a team effort in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I ask that many, uh, we just declare, I should say, that we know that there's going to be many deliverances, miracles, healings, and we look forward to that great report that's going to come back. Keep them safe. We cover again them in the blood of Jesus that no harm or evil will befall them. No sickness, no disease can come their way. No fiery darts can come their way. That they would feel your protection. They know you're protecting them every step that they, that they take. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Lord, we've already asked for protection for them, and we know that they'll get it. But, Lord, we ask you to be that lamp under their feet, light under their path. Be that voice behind them, speaking to them, guiding them, directing them, that they would know every minute that you're with them and that this is what they should be doing, that they would have dreams and visions and perhaps angel visits as they're going, and that they would be taking your name, walking in your shoes to do your will, to take Jesus, to take the gospel to Cambodia. In Jesus' name, amen. And Melissa has something to share with you, Sunny. Thank you. Um, so um, for you, Prophet Sunny, um, I sense that um, I would like to minister a word from the Lord from you, for you and Pastor Lou, if you're willing. A word from God? asking permission to give you a word. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when we were uh, in the UAE, um, we had this really amazing dinner. And at this dinner, um, there is food of all different kinds. And I noticed that um, one particular food that we were not really, no one was interested in, was the oysters. And (laughs) so I just thought, maybe we'll just have a little bit of fun with this. (laughs) So I started consuming oyster after oyster (laughs) and seeing um, if anyone would, like, notice and want to do that. And um, that actually kind of had an effect. And then (laughs) Prophet Leslie was like, oh, yeah, let's try it. And... Um, it made it to on our videotape, and I was, like, so excited. <laughs> so, um, But uh, what I felt like I, I sensed for you was that, um, in many ways, God has placed you into a very deep, deep depth, a deep place. And an oyster is, like, a very strong creature. It's, it's very firm on the exterior. It's very tough, and it's impenetrable. And that is a gift, a blessing that God has placed inside of you. But inside... You want me to hold the mic? Thank you. Inside, you are so delicate. You're just as delicate on the inside as an oyster as you would as, as on the outside. And a lot of people don't know that about you. That you have this incredible softness inside of you that you are so sensitive. And when you're sensitive like that, God has placed you in a deep, deep place to hear from him and to wait and to wait. And he's allowed um, an irritant to come in from him time and time and time again. Things that would not show on the outside, but that you yourself would feel on the inside. And that was developing you and growing you and developing you for many, many years. And there's a reason why you gave your necklace away to someone. 
Um, someone had asked her, just admired her necklace, and she was like, here you go, you can have it. And I was shocked by that because this had already been prepared and was waiting for you. I think you can open it, yes. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, praise the Lord. So, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you like pearls, too, don't oh, you? Is that saying something there? Yes. Precious. Thank you so much. And so let this represent for you because you have asked of the Lord to know his love. And let the gold represent the height of his love and the pearl represent the very depth of his love that he is placing inside of you. And... Um, what I see for you guys, I see that you guys are like on a boat. You're on a mission, and it's a two-person boat. It's not a very big boat. But I see you guys are charging out into far waters. Into far, you guys are going offshore, and you're, you're doing the work of the Lord. And there's people out there who are really in need, but they don't know it. They're not even fully aware of that. And all of a sudden, a storm is coming, and you guys are putting on your life, handing everyone life jackets, and you're like, we got to get out of here. we got to get out of here. You guys are just charging so quickly so fast to the safety of the shore. And a lot of people of God would not do that. And you bring so much peace, Pastor Lou. There's so much of a peace inside of you that you just bring your presence of Jesus inside of you. Um, I sense that in the spirit realm, like they call you G-Force peace. <laughs> because you just bring it in so quickly. You pull that in. And Jesus had that. Jesus had that. When they would encounter him and just look at him, that peace would envelop and ensue. And um, I see that um, when you're working with different people, um, I see that w when they get to a place of comfort, they're comfortable and they feel free, and they're on one side of the boat swimming, but then they move over to the other side, and they are not comfortable. There's a big, there's a big current, things they don't expect, and I see that they have a family member, and this person is out behind the boat, and they're holding on to the back of the boat with one hand, and the other hand, they're holding on to their family member. They don't know what to do. They have no idea what to do. And you're having to quickly make a decision, an executive decision, what to do. And you're going to give them wisdom with, with that. You're going to show them and you're going to know what to do. There's going to be other ministers that are going to actually encircle around you and come to your boat. Um, they're going to see what you guys have. Um, Pastor Lou, you have an uncanny ability to be able to um, know where God wants you to go. This is like uh, almost like prophetic apostolic gift that God has given you. And I've seen you walk in that and you walk in that. I see you have like a radar of a map of like where the fish are under your boat. And it's supernatural. It's God giving you that. He's going to show you exactly where to go. You're going to be at exactly the right place at the right time. And so many ministers of God are going to see this. And they're going to actually encroach in your area. And you could be ministering anywhere all over the place. But you're in that right place. And these other ministers are just coming in. Because they think if they simply get close to you, that they're going to have that. And um, I see for your sons and daughters. Um, that you're helping, that is a training and equipping. It's a training and equipping. And when you, uh, you, you take your bait and you put it on the hook and you're showing them how to fish, but it's going to be a miracle because it's going to be one hook, but whenever it comes out, it's going to have two fish on it. It's a double fold, a double portion, because you fasted to me. You fasted to me in a, in a year of double blessing. And so uh, I feel like the Lord has given you that. And um, I also sense that for you guys when you are exchanging uh, operations. He's driving the boat. He's the lead. He's the one in charge. But when you guys are conferring, 
um, I sense that in the spirit realm, that the, 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 that is like there's a lift on that of the deep things, and that's when the enemy is coming in to attack the people that you're ministering to. Um, so you'd want to be very careful with that changeover, what is occurring in that very instance, because there's an operation of the air. And I sense that for you, that um, Prophet Sunhi, that um, the reason why you experienced what you did with the turtle um, in the beginning of your life, coming to America because Satan was petrified of the plans that God has for you, the glory of God coming in. And I see that um, it's going to be a quick changeover. It's going to be rapid. It's not going to be slow. He wanted to slow those plans and stop those plans, but it's going to be a rapid changeover for both of you guys. And I really sense strongly uh, that he's giving you more authority. Even on Pentecost Sunday, he's giving you authority over spirits, water spirits, that there's going to be an anointing and a power of you on that. And it's going to be demonstrated. People are going to see that. And um, for, for you, Pastor Lou, um, I sense that uh, I, I, see, I see the words. I see the words written. And it says, God um, is hiring you to retire you. The Lord is hiring you to retire you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Thank you for the Lord. Amen. God bless you, Melissa. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You receive that. Amen. I know you do. Amen. All right. So what, since we're, we, they're up here, I'm going to put this offering basket up now. And everything that goes in this basket for the offering for missions will go to uh, them as they're traveling to Cambodia. I know that it's very expensive. Stan, can you take that for a second? I know it's very, very expensive. You can come on up. I know it's very, very expensive for the, the planes, everything. And they'll be gone a month. I mean, they have to um, quarantine for a week when they get there. And so there's, there's a lot of expense into this. And you partake into this missions. Thank you for giving. Praise the Lord. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Get your Bible order. Amen. And every penny that comes in will be given to, to them. Can I have a microphone, please? Can I hand the baton? Lord, thank you again. Wow. Uh, Cambodia, Lord. We lift this up to you for Cambodia. And there's more after Cambodia. So I ask you to bless it, receive it, and bless the people back. I, I ask you, Lord, that gas is high, but we have money to buy gas. And we have gas to buy. It's not like it's not available. Amen. So I ask you to allow the people to continue to buy food and be able to pay for it, that you'll re rebuke the devourer and bless them, that we can be uh, in the famine, Lord. In the famine, we can sow and reap a hundredfold harvest. I ask you to transfer that spirit upon those who gave and bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you, too, for amen. serving the Lord. All right. Um, sorry, it's a little bit longer service today. Just things have to be taken care of. So I'll let you go ahead and go. Yes. So I will keep it a little bit shorter. <laughs> okay. So in Christianity, we don't have a lot of rituals. A lot of the religions do. 
<laughs> the Jewish religion is eaten up with them. But in Christianity, we have basically one thing. And that is, he said, this do in remembrance of me. So when we do it, we make it special. But I'm going to make it specially quick today in light of all the other things. So if you want to read along, you don't have to. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 gives a pretty good example of what to do when it comes to the, uh, uh, the, the, the Lord's Supper. So first of all, go ahead and come on up, and I want to pray for it, and then I'll talk as they're distributing it. Lord, this unleavened bread and this grape juice represents, uh, well, first of all, let me bless it. Lord, we know that this is grape juice, but it represents the most powerful thing in the world, and that is your blood. And Lord, this is the unleavened bread, which is laying on the word of God, the bread, and this represents your body, that was nailed to the cross, the most powerful and most painful death of, of all history to, to wash our sins away. And we ask you to receive this as representation of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and distribute that. Now, in verse 34, it gives a warning. It says, If any man hunger, let him eat at home. You that come not together unto condemnation. He's saying that this is not a little snack. This is not something, oh, well, anybody can take. I remember when we were just starting the church, we were meeting in a hotel, and we had some new people come in, and they started handing it to their children. No, 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 no. It's not a snack. Of course, kids didn't like it that mom and dad got some, and they couldn't get some. But this is not just a snack. This represents the body and blood of Christ. So it says that if we eat it and drink it unworthily, that we can actually be cursed. And Bible says that, uh, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of Jesus. Let a man examine himself. That means the next thing is, as we take this, we don't want to pour the clean blood of Jesus on our filthy body. Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So before we take this, we want to take a brief moment and ask the Lord to forgive us our sins. Lord, so as we confess our sins, we ask you to forgive them, to wash them in the blood of Jesus, so that we may partake of the most powerful thing in the universe, your body and your blood. In Jesus' name, amen. So then, in verse 24 it says, I received the Lord that I have delivered unto you, the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. We gave thanks, and it's broken. And said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. I'm trying not to spill it. I need another hand there. We didn't exactly work this out the way we So they all ate in Jesus' name. Then, he handed around the cup. He says, this is New Testament in my blood. And Lord Jesus, this grape juice represents your blood. We ask you to cleanse us with it in Jesus' name, amen. Praise and worship.
and our praise and worship leaders playing hooky <laughs> out of town. Good morning. Hey, there we go. How is everybody? All right. You know what time it is? I didn't hear anything. Praise and worship. All right. Let's go. Let me pray real quick. Thank you. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy, full of praise and adoration for who you are. May this music be a sweet, sweet sound upon you on your throne. May we bless you today in this worship, for you are great and greatly to be praised. And we love you so much. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. Move as you will in Jesus' mighty name. All right, everybody, let's go. You're the only answer to the darkness. You're the only right among the wrong. You're the only hope among the chaos. You are the voice that calls me on. Louder than every lie, my sword in every fight, the truth will chase away the night. Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captive, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle. It won't let us down or fail us Your name is power Your name is power I know it is written, hope is certain I know that the word will never fail I know that in every situation You speak the power to prevail Louder than every lie My sword in every fight The truth will chase away the night Your name is power over darkness Freedom for the captives Mercy for the broken and the hopeless, your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle, mighty it won't let us down or fail us, your name is power, your name is power. scattered darkness light arrives and heaven opens holy spirit let us hear it when you speak the church awakens we believe the change is coming 
Holy Spirit, let us see it. When you speak, you scatter darkness, light arise, heaven open. Holy Spirit, let us hear it. When you speak, the church awakens. We believe the change is coming. Holy Spirit, let us see it. Your name is power over darkness. Freedom for the captives. Mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the battle, glory in the struggle. Mighty, it won't let us down or fail us. Your name is power. Yes, Lord. Your name is power. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, give him praise in here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name, Lord. Praise your holy name. You are worthy to be praised. We worship. We worship. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus, the Christ, is Lord. Hallelujah. We praise your holy name, Lord. Hallelujah. Sure bless the God. He's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break. His broken hearts declare his praise. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise the holy name. So open up the gates. Make way for the King of Kings. The God who comes to save is here to set the captives free. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power, fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Our Lamb, the Lamb that was slain, that was the sin of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, so 
the Lord Almighty. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Nobody can stop him. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Here, who we look to, Lord? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? For who can stop the Lord? Our God is the Lion. The lion of Judah, roaring with power, fighting our battle, every evil battle before him. Our God is our lamb, the lamb that was slain, the sin of the world, his blood breaks the chains, every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. Oh, every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb. We praise your holy name, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, today. We worship Lord. You know, we're free in this church. We can raise our hands. We can clap. We can shout hallelujah. You know, the word God says to put on that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So in the name of Jesus, as we just put on that garment of praise right now, that that heaviness has to get out of here. That oppression has to leave in the name of Jesus. Light, and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice. Come on, let's tell him. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. See how great, how great is our God. You're so great, Lord. Age to age we stand, and time is in His hands, the beginning and the end, the beginning and the God has three in one. The Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. We'll see how great, how great 
Your holy 
so great. Give the Lord praise in here. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you so much. Please just stay in that attitude of worship as you're seated. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you're our God. We praise your holy name. And, um, you know, a word from the Lord is that, you know, the church, he loves you. He loves you so much. He sees oppression. He sees the things you're going through. And all you need to do is to praise his holy name. It's that easy. Praise his holy name. And then oppression has to leave. It cannot stay in your household. It cannot stay on you. But he loves you so much. He wants to send the Holy Spirit just to comfort you. Some of you just need a comfort right now. So, Lord, I just ask right now, wherever they are, even those online, wherever they are, whether it's paying a bill, whatever it may be, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus for the provision to take place. And I specifically saw, and it might be someone here, and if it is, if you'll come forward, I'll have someone pray for you. But what I specifically saw was um, a woman that had arthritis in her left hand. It's in right hand too, but the left hand's giving you a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble you like to knit. I saw you sitting on a couch, you're knitting, and it's so painful for you, but you know that you need to keep on doing the knitting to help it. But the Lord's wanting to heal you right now. He wants to take that pain away from you right now in the name of Jesus. So we just declare right now, we declare that her hands are healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And if there's anyone here that's suffering from arthritis, come up. Lord, we just declare right now in the name of Jesus that the generational curses that have been passed down to this generation and it's from the 10th generation back or as far back as it needs be, that it's being declared right now canceled in Jesus' name. It's canceled to the third and fourth generation to come. The third and fourth generation to come. Someone in here knows somebody suffering from that. Who is it? You gotta raise your hand. I gotta know who you are. I gotta know. Michael? 
Your wife. Your mother. Okay. Lord, we just declare healing for her right now, too, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. We command those evil spirits that are attacking her body and those that are watching online. We command that it's attacking their body right now, those evil spirits. You must get out and go and not come back in Jesus' name. And we, say, we speak to her hands to function according to the word of God. You open back up. You freely move. You suffer no more of the consequences of this evil spirit in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for it. Someone's spine right now. It's like it's uh, crooked. Crooked. Who is that? Michelle? Your sister? Lord, we just declare right now in Jesus' name. What's her name? Huh? Mindy? Mindy. Lord, we just declare healing right now to Mindy, right now in Jesus' name. We speak to your body, function according to the word of God. Straighten up right now in Jesus' name. Her back, her spine. Everything, Lord, just, we just ask right now, Lord, you just use us as willing vessels to call it out to be in Jesus' name. Amen. To line up right now according to the word of God. We declare it. We, we speak to it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to contact us at spiritofprophecychurch.com and let us know that your prayers are answered in Jesus' name. Give the Lord praise in here and tell someone you're happy that you're here. Tell someone, say, I'm happy I'm here this morning. Hallelujah. And welcome to our guest. I didn't welcome on both sides of the room here. We have guests, so welcome today. So happy to have you. Absolutely. You know, we ask that you come back at least five times. Check us out. See how you like it. Uh, We are, we're lovable people here. Amen, church? It's the, you know, it's summertime, so there's quite a few missing, but that's okay. Keep coming back and, and see, we're starting a little late this morning. You may be seated. Usually starting a little late this morning. I have several things going on, but they're important things of the Lord. So, Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. And yeah, if you're all wondering who this precious little one is on front, and I know you are. She belongs to me. Well, us. I'll let you have some credit this too. Our daughters. She's almost two years. This is our daughter, granddaughter, Paris. And some of you that um, from the fast track, especially, prayed for her when she was born. She weighed a little over a pound almost two years ago, and uh, God did a miracle. Miracles, I tell you what. She's the funniest one of the bunch with them, I can tell you. And go with your Sunni, your Aunt Sunni. <laughs> Lord, we ask that you just bless this service in the name of Jesus. And Lord, anoint Pastor Stan from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, I pray that, that he will have the words to say, your words, not man's words. And Lord, help us to have remembrance of your message today as we walk out the doors and not forget. And then be able to share the message that you've given to this man of God to deliver to us. And Lord, we give you praise, honor, and glory. And we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for uh, your presence here today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And this morning we say, great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments have been made manifest. When the heaven rolls back like a scroll, and you return on the white horse using the morning star, once all of the tares have been burned, once we've got all of our mantles, our crowns, our rewards, and a glorified body, 
stepping out of eternity, looking back on time. Once we can see everything that you have done, we will cast our crowns at your feet, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they, we are created. And Lord, we know that there is a great deception coming, a great test, and we ask that we would all pass it, that we would all be prepared, that we would not bend the knee to another God, we would not fall, we would not fail, but we would all hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, in Jesus' name, amen. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today is the great deception. The great deception. This last generation is about to be hit with the greatest test. And once we pass that great test, and we will, we're also going to get the greatest blessings. So the greatest test is the great deception. And the great blessing is to be an overcomer. What are these arrays and white robes? Whence came they? I said unto sir, thou knowest. These are they which came out of great tribulation, washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and lead them into living fountains of water. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. That's us. That's us when we pass that test. But today I'm going to talk to you about that test because that test is going to be greater than any human since Adam and Eve. A test like if we are not prepared, I'm going to say most people will fail. I'm saying most Christians alive today will not pass that test. And I'm going to tell you about some of that test today. First of all, the beast is going to be given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power is given him to continue 40 and 2 months. And he may open his mouth and blaspheme against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And was given him to make war against the saints. That's us. War against the saints, and he shall overcome them. He shall overcome them. He will overcome the saints. Overcome the saints. All those people whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, slain from the foundation of the world. I'm going to be one of them, and if you're going to listen to me, I'm going to do my best this morning to try to get you prepared to overcome the greatest test any human on the planet, save Jesus, has experienced. Our God tests us, and he's about to let the devil test us in a very powerful way. And he has got a plan. He's been getting prepared for his three and a half years where he will rule, his seven years where he'll be on the earth, he's been preparing for some 6,000 years to trick you, to test you, and to cause you to slip and to fail and to fall. And he has tricked and, and caused some of the best to fall. We got to be prepared, my brothers and sisters. So what are we talking about at the test? The Bible says that if it were possible, come on, he would deceive the very elect. Who's that? That's the people whose names are written in that book. He's after us. He's not after the Buddhists. He's got them. He's not after the Muslims. He's not after only the ones whose names are written in the book of life. That's who he's after. So I'm going to do my best this morning to prepare you 
not to fail, not to fall. Oh, Stan, don't worry. I mean, I'm a Christian. I mean, I've read my Bible. I've been going to church all my life. I'm not going to fail. That's who he's after. He's after you. And he's got a plan, sad to say, will cause a lot of people to fall. Now, let me ask you. So what would you do if they came out with a car and it had a kill switch on it? And if you didn't take the mark of the beast, your car was turned off. My, my TV absolutely would not give me any sound yesterday. Leslie and I have been fighting our TV for the last month or six weeks. Every time we turn it on, this little thing comes up and says, you need to update your TV. I don't care, I don't want your update. I just want to watch the TV. Keep your update. Finally, it absolutely would not work. So I thought, ah, I know what it is. Why do they want to keep us updated? See, you have to understand, since 1985, every TV they have made, just as we're watching it, guess what? It's watching back. So be careful where you dress. And be careful what you say around your TV. Oh, no, no, yep, it's true. So I updated it. Guess what happened? Not a problem. All of my problems went away. It's true. Biden is trying to get a law passed. All cars and since 2026 and after will have a kill switch. And guess who can kill it? They're coming up with a financial system. It's called the quantum financial system. They're doing away with all coins, with all paper. Surely you know this. And it's going to a new quantum system. Now, how do you access the quantum system? By your best friend, your cell phone. Your cell phone links into, right now, the plan is to get 42,000 low-Earth orbiting satellites up there. And it's, it's, it's a marvelous thing. So your satellite or your cell phone connects to the satellite. Satellite uses lasers because they're faster to connect over to the other satellite. So it's this whole grid. Yeah, that's the right word. Grid around the Earth. So all of the satellites all connect to each other. And guess what? They also connect to a quantum computer. Well, what's a what quantum computer? Compare the fastest computer humans has ever made to your water hose. Turn it on full blast. That water coming out, that is your, your fastest computer human has ever made. Now compare that to how much water is coming over the Niagara Falls. That's how much faster the, the quantum computer is. Well, how'd they get a computer so fast? Well, the benevolent extraterrestrial galactics gave it to them. You know, and we think, oh, that's just wonderful. We'd love to have the aliens help us. Okay, are there aliens? No. There are demons. Okay, so let's back up. Let's talk about that a minute. What was it that talked to Eve in the garden? Was it a horse? Was it a bird? What was it? It was a serpent. You can also call it a, a dragon. You can also call it a snake. You can also call it, but it was reptilian, correct? All right, now, later on, Genesis 6 says that the sons of God 
came down and mated with the daughters of men, and they took wives, all whom they chose. And their offsprings were, come on, fill it in. Yeah, it, their offsprings were what? Giants. Said they were mighty men of old, men of renown. Well, that word in the Hebrew for old, eternal. They weren't dying. And the difference between the reptilians, which are the devil ones. Remember his tail drew a third part of the stars and cast them to the earth? So a third part of the angelic host decided they were going to follow Lucifer. Now, I know a lot of people are confused. They think, oh, well, the war in heaven's already taken place. No, it hasn't. War in heaven doesn't take place until the middle of the tribulation. That's when the devil is cast down. So back to the story. Sons of God came down and took all whom they chose. Their offspring were giants, the Bible says. Now, what's the difference? So we have the reptilians or the devils or those people. Yes, I know. The Lord's touching me up here confirming. Okay, I don't want to have to say this, but I'm having to say it. So I'm telling you, getting the truth here. So we have the reptilians. We have those people up there like the snake that talked to uh, to Adam. But then we have the people that came down, made over the daughters of men, those half-breeds, those giants. The name for them is what? Come on. Nephilim. Okay. The fallen ones are those people like the reptilians, the snakes. Got it? And then the half-breeds are the giants. Now, what happened? Well, in the days of after after how do I say this? So the, the, the Tower of Babel, they started making Tower of Babel. It says that, that they took bricks and burned them thoroughly. Well, what happens when you take sand and burn it thoroughly? It turns to a crystal. So what they were making is a giant crystal. The Bible says that they were building a, a, a building trying to reach the heavens. Now, that's not trying to build a skyscraper. They were trying to build probably in the shape of a pyramid, just my guess. But it was a giant crystal. That crystal was to reach the heavens, not trying to build a really tall building because, like my mom said, and I've talked about this a little bit before, when she was a child, they had a crystal radio. And the way you changed stations was there was a little stylus, a little needle on the little rock in there. And you moved that stylus or that needle around on the rock, and that changed the stations on the radio station. They actually had crystal radios. That's what they called them, crystal radios. Okay, I know it's before our time. And so what is a crystal? There's a higher vibration, and that higher vibration is changed through going through a quartz crystal so that people down on our level, in other words, a different dimension, can hear a higher dimension. Does that make sense? So when David, they came in and they took his wives and all of his belongings and everything, so they said, bring me the ephah, which was the breastplate, golden breastplate, with 12 stones on it. And apparently it was like a, a transistor radio to hear God. So he asked God, should I go after him? And God spoke to him through the breastplate, big golden breastplate he put on, and told him, yes, go after him, you'll recover all. And sure enough, he went after him and recovered all. Now, I know that, <laughs> you don't hear this, and we've got some guests in here, they'll probably never come back again. <laughs> You, know, you don't hear this in your average church. 
But your average church doesn't understand what's going on out there, and I'm trying to prepare you for that. So the reptilians at this level created the Nephilim at this level. Now what are the Nephilim? The Nephilim and the reptilians have superior knowledge. They have knowledge. We don't know before Adam and Eve how much knowledge they had, but apparently it was a lot. But then they have some 6,000 years of knowledge on top of that. Things like a quantum computer. It actually uses less electricity than our computer, but one quantum computer can track everything on Earth. Now, what, the plan, what part of the plan is, this big deception, this is what we've got to look for. And I'm about to say something that your average Christian will say, oh, bunch of rubbish. You better listen. You better listen to what I'm about to say. Because it's about, it's coming. It's coming soon. So the plan is that one day there will be a great revealing. These alien spaceships will come down and basically expose the fact that, yes, there are aliens. Now, understand, they are going to be bringing a lie. A lie such as would, if it were possible, would deceive even the very elect. They're going to pop the hatch open and they're going to say, we are here to, come on, help you. We are your friend. We are from another planet. No, they, they might be from another planet, but they're probably from another dimension. And they're not going to be here to help us. They're going to be here to deceive us. So what if they were to say, tell you what, to just prove to you that we are for you, we're going to start giving you advanced technology. We're going to start giving you, like, for example, hoverboards that really hover. We're going to give you free energy. We're going to give you anti-gravity. Oh, Stan, that would never happen. Well, Neville, uh, you may be saying, well, Stan, do you, do you have, uh, have, have prophecy for that? Do you have scripture for that? Neville Johnson back about five years ago, had an angel visit him and showed him. He said, I saw a man being taken by the leg and shaken upside down, and things began falling out of his pockets. And the angel showed him that there would be great cures that would come forth, cures like Alzheimer's and cancer and things like These cancers, these cures they have had for many generations. But the pharmaceutical companies have actually been hiding them. Oh, surely not. You know, pharmaceutical companies do nothing but help us. Talk to my younger brother. His, his child was fine until he went and got a vaccine shot. And then he was autistic. Would you believe there's a lot of those stories out there? So they come out with all kinds of high technology. We're your friends. And here we are, Christians, saying, no, 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 don't believe them. They're demons. Those are not aliens. Those are demons. Don't believe their technology. Yes, they've got med beds. Yes, you can lay in it in three minutes. And uh, three minutes, it'll cure anything. You need a new heart, it'll give you a new heart. You want to have your hair come back to a natural color? You want to fix teeth? You want to remove all of your, your, uh, your, 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 yeah, the dental work. You have new teeth. We'll fix everything. Matter of fact, you even want eternal life. Oh, Stan, that, you don't have any scripture for that. And in those days, shall men seek death 
and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, death shall flee from me. Yes, I do have a verse for that. There's a time coming when they're going to have a deception so good, God gave him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given to him to continue 42 months, and he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, slain from the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast that was and is not, and yet is, there's going to be a deception coming we cannot possibly imagine, even though we prepare for it. It's going to be so good. These aliens, demons, reptiles, Nephilim. You remember uh, in chapter 11, and it says, I heard a voice of thunder. I was about to write, when I heard the voice of thunder, I heard a voice from heaven say, seal up those things with the seven thunders uttered and write them not. Well, about two months ago, Vicki Goforth Parnell had an angel visit her, and part of what she was told was what the seven thunders said. And they said, release the giants. Hang on. So I put that on the program. The next day I get an email from this lady. She says, a year ago, God told me that the seven thunders say release the giants. So I thought, I've got to check this out. So sure enough, I clicked on a link and went over to a blog, and sure enough, like a year before, God had already told her, release the giants. The Bible says in the mouth, do two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So what are we talking about the giants? Jesus himself said that in the days of Noah, come on, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. What were they doing in the days of Noah? The sons of God came down and made with the daughters of men. Their offspring were giants, mighty men of old, men of renown. They were not dying, which is why God had to bring the great flood. So what it's saying, in these last days, we're about to see... The sons of God come down and mate with the daughters of men. Nephilim, giants... And then they're going to try to build a Tower of Babel. Why do they want to build a Tower of Babel? So that they can have a crystal radio to hear from the demons on how to make high technology. It was rumored that back like in 1950-something, that there was a UFO that landed and actually met with, I believe it was President Harry Truman. Yeah, I was going to say, it could have been Eisenhower. I keep getting those two people mixed up. Eisenhower, okay, somebody corrected me, so it's Eisenhower. And they said, okay, we're here to help you. They even offered to take him onto their ship. And they said, no, 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 the security risk too big, can't do that. So apparently the deal was, they said, look, we will give you all kinds of high technology if you'll be willing to give us, allow us to do experiments on your people. Allow us to bring them on our ships. We promise not to hurt them. They lied one of many lies, and led us to do experiments on them, and we will give you high technology. But they didn't tell all of the secret. They didn't say the whole sentence there. What the rest of the sentence was, not just we'll give you high technology, but also you have to give us people to experiment on, and guess what their favorite food is? And I can't go too far down that rabbit hole, because... People keep saying, every, every president, like, like when 
when Trump was running. If you get in the office, you're going to really tell us everything that's going on with UFOs. Yes, I'm going to tell you. Guess what? There's not been a president that's come forth with the truth. You know why? Because it is so bad that they know if they tell people the truth, first of all, they won't believe them. And I know things right now, if I started telling you, you wouldn't believe me. Probably half those people start walking out. It is so bad. They are so much entrenched and so much in control of this world. That's the reason when Jesus returns with that morning star, it goes all the way to the center of the earth. It sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. The Bible says they run into holes and rocks and say to the mountains and rocks and say, Fall in us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who should be able to stand? Because he burns up everything that is not in him. Everything. Past, present, future. The only There's only four groups, I should say. There's only three people. How do I say this? I'll just say it this way. The beast, the false prophet, and then a thousand years later, tossed into the lakes of birds of fire and brimstone, and those people that take the mark of the beast. The rest of them, all burned up, body and soul, destroyed. He did it once in the days of Noah with the flood. He cleaned out all of the Nephilim. He cleaned out all of this, infiltrated this hybrid race that had basically taken over. Well, what did Jesus say? So in the days of Noah, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Meaning, they have already infiltrated things that I can't even begin to tell you. You, you aren't even ready to hear it. Frankly, I wasn't even ready to hear it. It bothered me for several nights reading and getting some of the information I know about. What I am trying to say is, if the UFOs come down and our space brothers tell us they're going to help us, we're not going to believe it. If they start using high technology, see the Bible kind of tells us, but we, we let it go in one ear and out the other. We don't really believe it. All right, now what does the false prophet do? The Bible says he's able to call fire in the, from the sky on the face of men so that all men are deceived. By him, all people are deceived. What he's telling us, that there's a great deception, able to make fire come down to the sky at will. To prove I'm God, boom. To prove I'm God, boom, and fire comes down. Would we believe? Not us, because we know what to watch for. But would the average Christian believe? Oh, man. See, this med bed thing. Okay, so I first ran across this. Somebody sent me a link. You've got to check out this med bed thing. And I thought, what? You mean you can lay in this bed? And by the way, they've had it for 80 years. You wonder why people like George Soros and some of these other evil people seem to never die. You ever wonder that? I did. Because they've got high technology. So you lay in the bed. Three minutes later, they fixed anything and everything in your body even to the point of giving you eternal life. And I thought, man, I've had some teeth. I'd like to have my teeth fixed. I've got a few things I'd like to have fixed. And man, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, no, absolutely not. If you get in that med bed, it will change your DNA and you will lose your salvation. So there's your warning. I'm saying that here in this church, we're not playing church. Here in this church, we obviously understand the Bible's serious. The Bible's true. What's written in it is true. And we are in the last days. 
I do not know when the tribulation starts, but it certainly appears like it's right around the corner. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. And I heard what the first beast said, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a white horse, and he that sat upon it had a crown. And a bow was <laughs> had a crown, a bow was given him, we went forth conquering to conquer. So one of the first things we see when the tribulation starts, we see war. Well, I'm glad there's not any wars going on now. I saw when the Lamb opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, and it went out another horse that was red. Power was given to him and sat thereon to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And to him was given a great sword. Does that sound like war? Not too far away. What I'm trying to say is, it's the time for us to read our Bible. Time for us to study our Bible. Come out of the world and the things of the world and the do, things that do so easily beset. It's time for us to build that prayer closet. It's time for us to get alone every day with the Lord, spend some time worshiping Him. I didn't say praying. I didn't say asking, gimme, gimme, gimme. I said worshiping the Lord, telling God who He is and that you love Him for it. It's time to build that prayer closet relationship. It's time to get so close that when that devil comes out with that deception, we can spot it. We will see. We will see the deception and say, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. We're not going to fall. We're not going to be tricked. We can spot the lies of the devil. So they have these, 40, their goal is 42,000 of these satellites all connecting each other with lasers. One of their other plans is to cause the, the face of God to appear in the skies and to actually hear the voice of God speak to him and say, This is my son. Hear him. Now, never mind that's actually a laser face up there. Never mind that it's actually high technology from the satellites coupled with some people that got these that we don't know what was in the see I can't even say the words you know what I'm saying right some of you some of you are connecting some of you whew, I didn't get it what was in that you don't suppose what was in that's going to help me hear I don't know I, I, I don't have it though and I ain't going to get it He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow by the flath by day, nor for the pestilence. The pestilence? We're not supposed to be afraid of a pestilence? Pestilence is walk in the darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at the noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand on the right hand, but you better get that vaccine. <laughs> Guests are probably saying, I ain't heard this kind of preaching, boy. Well, I ain't done this kind of preaching before. <laughs> this is what God keeps laying in my heart. It's time to take it up a notch. Amen. Frankly, the PowerPoints are easier.
I am not going to fall. I look at it like this. I was out in the world sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more, but the master of the sea reached down and hogtied me, tackled me, hogtied me, and drugged me into the kingdom. Not once, but several times. He paid a very high price for me. I think he overpaid. I think he overbought. So I look at it like this. He gave his life for me. I'm happy to give my life for him. You can't threaten me with eternity. I'm comfortable to know that if I, my heart stops beating today, I know where I'm going. Amen. I want to be an overcomer. I want that morning star. Daniel 12, 4 says, Those that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever. So apparently, the more souls we win, the brighter glow our body is. I just want to win as many souls as I can. I want to build that kingdom of God as much as I can. And right now, so many people don't want to hear. They're off in the world and the things of the world. But just like he told me August 8, 2015, I've said it many times, I heard an audible voice said, These, this is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, so are my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I'm going to meet the devil, inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does, I'm going to meet him. I'm looking forward to seeing the beast pointing and saying, that's the beast. I think I'm going to spot him earlier. I'm looking forward to saying, that is a lie, that is a deception, that is not an alien, they are not here to help us. That is what you call a reptilian or in some cases, that is a giant, or that is a Nephilim. Do not believe them. They are a lie. I'm looking forward to being able to tell people the truth. And when some of the things that Leslie and I have been told by God start coming to pass and people start finding out, you know what? Should have been listening to that guy. Should have been listening to him a long time ago. Should have been listening to that girl a long time ago. That's when the sports stadiums are going to fill up. I look forward to the time when I can stand in that sports stadium preaching that word of God, people coming out of those stands, falling down on the gridiron where they used to play Dallas Cowboy football, tears in their eyes, not footballs in their hand, not beers in their hand, tears in their eyes, and they're falling on their face, giving their heart to Jesus in mass. He's shown me. That's where we're going. I look forward to those days. I'm not willing to fall. I'm willing to die for my Lord, but I'm not going to take the mark. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen? Is this good kind of preaching? Oh, yeah. Have some guests in here. I'm never going back to that church again. Yeah, but one of these days, this is the kind of sermon I'll come back to you. See, you remember, remember that guy? He, he told us that. He, he told us this stuff is coming. Sons of God, the reptilians, I behold a great wonder, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. His tail drew a third part of the stars and did cast them to the earth. 
So we have our reptilians, we have our nephilim, and then we have our Democrats and our Republicans. We have our liars, you know. But God is going to see us through. It's not going to be a pre-trib rapture, but God is going to see us through. He is going to protect us. I look forward to the time. See, because as the evil abounds, so much more does grace abound. I would say it this way. As the evil abounds, so much more do the miracles show up. As the judgment hits, so are my miracles. So as this trouble starts hitting, I believe we're going to start having angel visits. We're going to have dreams and visions in this congregation. The congregation, the congregation in the world. We're going to see things that the prophets of old have desired to see and didn't see. We get to see them. Now, if you're in the world and the things of this world and you love the world, the Bible says the love of the Father is not in you. If you love the world, then you don't like what I'm saying. But if you love the cross, then this is music to your ears. Telling you the truth. So what do we do? Do we get scared about this? No. Instead, <laughs> we gird up our Lawrence. We put on a full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, the loins of truth, and feet of the gospel. We pick up the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Every day. We're reading our Bible every day. We understand that we have the authority over the ministering, protecting, guardian, warrior angels to send them out to destroy the evil principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world and evil in high places. We understand that we are soldiers of the cross. We understand that this is not our home. We're passing through. We look forward to the time in that glorified body we cast our crowns at his feet saying thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things. So this morning we say worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb to take the book and to open the seals thereof because you were slain as redeemed us to God by your blood out of every kindred tongue people and nations made us unto our God kings and priests and will reign on the earth. We say worthy is the lamb. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Lord, I ask a blessing upon the people in the room, the people that watch this online. I ask a blessing. And that blessing would be that you would open their eyes. That they would see the beast and know the beast and understand the beast. That they would not take that mark. That they would not be deceived in that time of trouble. Instead, you would give them souls. You would give them answers. You would put their nose into that Bible and put your spirit in their heart so that they too would hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you're watching online, if you just scroll down, there's a little blue line. You click that blue line and you say, Here's, I'm going to click this blue line because I want to be blessed. Oh, if I click the blue line, then it takes me to where's the place where I can give. Yes, it does. See, the devil seems to have plenty of money. He makes money by corrupting people. But the kingdom of God seems like the kingdom of God is always starving to death. I remember Michael Baldea said, he said, every ministry that's preaching the true gospel out there is starving to death. I agree with that one. Next thing is click subscribe and like and share. yeah share and then final and most important thing pray this prayer with me 
Let's all say it. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit I'm a sinner. I've messed up. I've made mistakes. Forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. Keep me holy. Save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, send me an email to contact at prophecyclub.com.